welcome to the Typical Arsenal Show, and you are here with the gang again. Um, we thought we would come up with a little sneaky podcast in between matches just to the focus on the, the midfield. And today we have got Richie and we have got Thomas as well. And um, hi, guys. Listen, really appreciate you guys coming on tonight. Um, I guess you, I'll, come, I'll, I'll get straight into it. We'll talk about the key issues. How have you thought we have done so far, Richie? I'll come to you first in regards to the two games that we've had. Well, um, it's just been a bit atrocious. Lineups, I just, I just can't see what Arteta's trying to do. I can. The first game, I was thinking, why is he bringing in Enketia? But during the game, I could see his energy and you could just see, during the game, you could see what he was trying to implement. But I think he's putting too much youth into that team. And especially in the midfield, we're just looking light um, in the midfield. There's not enough fight, even though people dislike Guendouzi. He's the only person in that midfield at the moment that I could see that's actually showing a bit of fight. Um, in terms of, there's no balance in that midfield at the moment. So, mm. without, I'm not a Jacka Jacka fan, but when he's not in that midfield, you can just see there's no balance. So we need that left sided um, like defensive or left sided centre midfielder. Jacka mm -hmm. doesn't play. We don't have another player that can fill that spot, and there is no balance. Mm. So in terms oh. of so, Richie, let me come in there and, and, and kind of guide you back to where I, I kind of want to um, chat a bit about Arteta and his performance yeah. over these two games. And um, mm -hmm. maybe I'll even bring you in, Tom, maybe. Maybe I'll, I'll bring you in and, and ask you, if you're giving him a grade out of 10 for these two games, with all the factors that have come into it, with all the factors, yeah, okay, lockdown, um, and if you don't mind, Tom, just unmute yourself if, if you can. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, as I was saying, with all the factors that go into it, contributing factors as to why we, we understand it might be difficult, assess him out of 10. What are you giving us and why? If, if I'm going to assess the, the last two games, um, I felt that the Man City game up until the Mari injury, I felt we were in the game. I remember thinking for the first 20 odd minutes, 30 minutes that we could easily, we could take this game. I could see us coming away with something mm. or at least a point. Mm. But I think that's the, the state of our squad usually is that when somebody goes missing, it's quite hard. We don't really have natural um, substitutes that come in and just fill the void a lot of the time. Yeah. The, only, the only place really, the only department in the, in the squad where we've always been quite top heavy even in Wenger's last few years, was um, in the attack, attacking options and the attacking midfield, but everything behind that is weak. And it's quite damning that a guy who we had on loan and now we're supposed to be permanently signing has played like two games. And the moment he gets injured, we look like a completely different team. And somebody that most people probably didn't even watch before he turned up at Arsenal. Yeah. That's yeah. Quite, I think that's quite damning. And yeah. considering you've got a lot, we've got a lot of experience. We've got, you know, sort of, for as much as Mustafi's hated, he's a World Cup winner. You've got David Luiz and all of these hey, big names. Got, but sorry to interrupt, Tom. We've got seven or eight different options there. Oh, have we lost you, Tom? 
Am I, hang on. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, we just lost you for a second. Yeah. You turned into a robot. Um, but yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, out, out of 10, out of 10, I'd give him... Yeah. I'd give him a I'd give him a six or a seven out of ten for Man City because I didn't really expect anything and I felt we were in the game. But mm. even after even after the um, the injury and everything that went, I, I, I don't know. We just looked like a completely different team, which was painful to watch. Yeah, Brighton is, was quite damning in a lot of ways. Um, that's that's a lot of managers now that have been at this team. That struggled against Brighton, which is really worrying. Mate, we, we lost. We, we they fought. did a double over us, Tom. They did the double. Just, yeah, that is. Yeah, that, and you know, and their their form has been dreadful this year. <sighs> um, Mate, that so, was their first win, Tom, Tom. All right, you know what? Let me bring Richie into it. I can see he's itching to get involved. Let me just bring him in quickly. Oh my God, Richie, are you hearing that stat? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're always that that team. That gives a gift. Score your game, you go against Arsenal, win it. We're that team, win it. You haven't, you haven't won. You haven't won in 2020. Yeah, come yeah. and win against Arsenal, win it. You haven't that, scored in how long? Come and score against. Arsenal. Why are we always that team? Why? Do, do you know what? We created the best chances in that Brighton game. I couldn't losing that game. So after Pepe scored the goal, I thought we're just gonna shut up shop and and just and. Just kick, kill the game off. Yeah. And when they scored that goal, you just knew it was the same old Arsenal and you just knew we, we were just going to struggle to see it through. Yeah. And it's, it's just a nightmare at the moment. And I, I see, I'm, I'm just seeing the season as, a, as an absolute write-off. Yeah. yeah. And to, trans, in the initial first games of Arteta's reign, mm. I could see what he was trying to implement, the pressing... But over the last few, like the towards the last few games and like coming in through into this restart, I can't actually see what we're actually trying to do. I cannot see. We don't have an identity at the moment. You know what? Playing devil's advocate. Yeah. This is his first job. Yeah. Yeah. And better managers than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And more experienced managers than him. Yeah. Have failed with the squad. 100%. Have we not got to say realistically, okay, yeah, you can judge him and say substitution, starting lineups, a bit dodgy. But, bro, at certain times I have to look back and think, realistically, we've got a bag of shit in our squad. Yeah. Man. There's, 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 100%. There's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, 100%. I agree, I agree with you. We can't judge him based on, like, half a season, basically. You can't yeah. judge him based on half a season. A majority of these players are not his players, so we can. After he get, and I doubt he's gonna get a because of the the whole COVID, the whole mm. Corona. I can't see him getting a proper transfer window where he can yeah. buy some players. So he's gonna have to most probably go into next season as well with some of the, these same players that he doesn't really want, and he can't really implement his staff. So I don't blame him, but. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard one because he's playing it's a tricky one it is and he's you playing know with his young kids and do you know what Richie like, yeah. do you know what Richie what I would say is that I again I'm pointing the fingers or the finger at the players and squarely yeah. I'm looking at the midfield hence why we're here today realistically mm-hmm. um, yeah but I want to move it on just quickly before we get into the midfield conversation 
and just yeah. bring Tom back in and, and ask him about this mole situation. Because, um, <laughs> mate, I, I can't lie to you, I was pretty pissed off. Um, I think it was atrocious what he, what he pulled. I don't know what your, your kind of feeling is on it. And I'm not trying to lead you with my, my questioning. I'm not, but, I, I'm, ugh, mate, I don't understand. I don't know how he's not got a yellow, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it definitely warrants a card. The only the only the only thing I the only thing I thought at the time was my if I was a striker or or you know if I was playing a striker would I expect my striker to go in on the goalkeeper and let mm. his presence known? It didn't. It didn't. In hindsight, obviously, it's 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 crap, but Tom. I, I can't really. You know what? Do you know what? I was listening. I don't know who I was listening to. I don't know what podcast, but they made a point. In rugby, there is a rule that you are not allowed to make a tackle on a player when they are mid air. So both feet are off. To follow, ground. yeah. There's no mid air tackles, yeah. Mate, it's the same reason why Debucci, yeah, Arsenal career was a non star. Because he, he had a major, I can't, I can't remember what it was, an Achilles injury or something along those lines, or a knee injury, came back and in the first game, I think it was against Stoke, Al Nightovic has bounced him into the stands, yeah, while he's mid-air. And this is what this guy has done. To be while fair... he's mid-air, he's taking him off his balance. In, in, on, in perspective now, logically... That's the referee protects the goalkeeper in those situations at corners. So a lot of the time, a lot of the time, when you see a free kick given to the goalkeeper and you think, "What's what's that for? What's happened there?" It's because he's protecting the goalkeeper and he's stopping players running into the goal, clattering into him. And what? Exactly. I suppose for that suppose very that reason. Um, yeah, it's it's it was snakeish. It was snakeish, and obviously had to rub salt in the wounds. Up. And, and to rub salt in the wound, mate, he goes and scores the winner. And do you know yeah, what hurt and, me? And do you know, sorry, go on, Tom. Feel free before I interrupt. It, it was just, one. it was just too, it was just too predictable, though, wasn't it? It was just too predictable. It was it's typical Arsenal, wasn't it? Typical. If anything, if anything, we should have been smart and just stuck twenty quid on Mope to get the winner. <laughs> after that incident happened, mate. Tom, but, Tom, yeah. mate. First twenty minutes, I was looking to put a bet on. Uh, Arsenal to win both teams to score that was my result I was looking at us I was thinking we're looking tasty right now we're going to bag at least two or three goals and obviously we'll concede you know but what I will bring you back in on Richie uh, which was an interesting point for me and it kind of came back to this thing about where are the leaders we were speaking about this in the last podcast and it will be out there soon on on all the platforms Um, where are the leaders mate Leno made it very clear how he felt about that challenge. Yeah? I don't know if you saw, Tom. I don't know if you saw Richie. Yeah? Yeah. As he was coming off the pitch, he's pointing at Mope. (laughs) Oh, mate. You're a G for that, Leno. I'm shouting you out right now. I salute you. I love that. Call him out for what he is. But you know what the sad thing was? I know if I was on the pitch with you, Richie, or you, Tom, and that happened to you, and you're calling out the guy like that, I know what it yeah. is for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. Furthermore, furthermore, he's getting targeted and we're bringing yeah. the result home as well. Yeah? yeah. What happened to our team? To, Where to, was the team morale? Where was the, 
Like it took Gwen Doozy at 90 minutes to step up. Talk I to know. The, the problem is, you can see, like I go back to Jacka, he's not my favourite player, but leadership-wise in that team, he seems to be the only one that talks and shouts at people. Mm. And if you go back to the days of like Tony Adams, even like there was a game I can remember we played Stoke and I think Sol Campbell done a challenge mm. and he let him, he let them feel it. And if you saw the way, the passion, and then I'm, I'm just saying, you just don't see the passion. Mm. I feel a lot of our players are just like, they I'm not saying that they don't care, but it's just like, I get paid, I'm going to get my paycheck and they just turn up and, you just don't see that willingness mm. to, to, you know what I mean, win the game. And, like, if we go a goal down, it's just, like, not, it's not one person just trying to rally the troops and say, come yeah. on, we can still win this. We just don't see that in us. It's just a complete capitulation. And it's just, it's just damning to see. If you, like, watching Arsenal from the old days and to, to see a team like, like our current team, it's just like there's no fight. And no it's just... Fight at all. No, no fight, fight. And, then, and then you just think, can we bring these players in? But it's just like I hate it when I hear like the pundits saying that Arsenal got a soft underbelly. It makes me sick because that's not how Arsenal were of old. And it's just like now but, the players. But, got... but, but Richie, we demonstrated it. We demonstrated yeah, it's true. It in that game. It's weak Brian. mentalities as well. And, and weak you know mentality. Let me let me let me bring Tom back in because he, he looked like he he had a good point to make. Tom. Yeah. Just um, a couple of things popped in my head. I think the reason why we didn't see many leaders... to get onto this topic. I knew. I knew. I, knew. <laughs> I could see it in your face. I knew. <laughs> do, you know, do you know, as soon as, as, soon as Richie was talking about um, a Sol Campbell incident, it, mm. it brought up something else in my head, which I'll bring up in a sec. But in my opinion, I think the reason why... I mean, we, we've been lacking leaders for years, but mm. Jack is decent. I've got no real qualms Jack at the moment. But, and, but do you know what? That tells you where we're at as far as, as soon as Leno gets injured, he's probably one of the leaders that's around. Mm. That's one less voice. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's clear to me as well that the game plan as far as the season's gone out the window now. I think from his selection and the, the players that he's picking and he, the players that he's putting on the bench and the players mm -hmm. that he's not playing says to me that he's only thinking about the youth now. That's, that's going to be his get-out-of-jail card mm. for, the, for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Whatever the results are, we're blooding the youth. And at the same time, it could force out some high wages out, out the window. That's, in yeah. my opinion, that's his get-out-of-jail yeah. card. And, I, and to be honest with you, I don't think many fans would argue with that because most fans have got a problem with Kalazanak or Xhaka yeah. or Mustafi yeah. or so-and-so yeah. or so-and-so or get rid of him, get rid of him. So the best answer to all of that is play the Willocks, play the Nelsons, play the Sackers, keep everyone happy. And whatever the result is, it really, really can get on top of anyone. So... So the only other thing I was thinking about was, um, for me, Brighton now, I'm going to call it now, Brighton are our new Bolton and our new Stoke. Because I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, when we couldn't, we couldn't for the life of us, we couldn't for the life of us get a result at Bolton or Stoke. Yeah, they were our right? bogey teams. And do you remember that one? Do you remember, our bogey do you remember that one? Do you remember that, do you remember that one game? That one game when... Um, There's Adam, so many Adam, I think. Wait, I think it was I think it was Diaby. I think it was Diaby bus broke his leg, right? And we had we went down to ten men, I think, as well. Mm. We came back from nil and one three two. So mm. those those instances are rare for us. They're really rare. Where and that was a great example the other day as well of of the, the Bellerins of this team of 
rounding the troops and saying, right, let's let's do this for Leno. Let's yeah. make sure we get we make sure we get something from this game now. Yeah. Because I don't. For me, everybody probably thought the same thing, but I thought straight away that's that's a year out straight away. Yeah. So we're really lucky that it's not going to be that long. Yeah. Um. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That was. We just don't see that rally and cry. No. From players really. But then maybe no. that's down to the cohesion as well. You know, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of players from different eras in that team. We've got a lot of players from different managers in that team. So, and we're in, we're in a transition since Wenger. So there isn't going to be a lot of cohesion. You're going to have little pockets of the Frenchies and the South Americans and the Spanish speakers mm. and whatever. That's all good. But as far as a unit, and you know, like, you know what was really disappointing to me as well is, Go on. I feel sorry, but is, is the, is a, you know, the Aubameyangs, like I've seen him, I saw, saw him last year mm. grab that, that captain's armband and he did better than I expected as a captain. I think okay. he was able to to bring the best out of certain players. I, I didn't think he would be a good captain option, but he's still not enough though, Tom. He's still not he's enough. Definitely not. He's and the definitely fact not. that he's not signing a contract as well makes me think, are you the type of leader that we need at Arsenal? We need someone who's dedicated to Arsenal. Like someone was making a point, I think yesterday in the podcast, um, where are gone are the days that we had players like Ramsey and Wilshire that loved the badge? Yeah, I'm I'm struggling. Maybe Bellerin, maybe a couple of the young players that have come through the academy, but all of our top top earners, yeah, all of the main players, all the names, they do not bleed Arsenal. Yeah. I don't see it. You know, I, and, I think this 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 board have got to look at this group. And filter your youth and your everyone else, mm. and basically go through that group of youth and say, right, that's my that's going to be our man for the next eight years at left mid. Yeah, that's going to be our guy for the next five years yeah. up front, whether it be Martinelli or whatever or Saka. That's going to be our guy at left back for the next, that Willock's going to be one of our centre mids for the next five years. They need to filter that, decide who's not good enough, send them on loan or sell them, and do exactly the same with the because I feel like we're just in a bit of a we're, we're neither one or the other. You know, yeah. We've got, we've got a and great you know core what? of youth. But... Tom, I'll tell you what, let me, because I think you mentioned Willock and, and that kind of pricks my, my interest because, and you say good enough as well is the phrase you used. I'm going to bring Richie back in and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this conversation about the midfield um, yeah. and where we are with it. Where are we with it? Um, if you bear with me a second. Yeah, we're back in. Um, yeah, the midfield. Where do we start? The young players, the, the mature, the, the the senior players in the midfield. Now, I'm going to make the point simply. I think our midfield hasn't functioned as a midfield for the last maybe three years, four years, comfortably. Comfortably. Where are you with it? How long has the rock been seeping in? For, for me, the balance hasn't been there, like you said, for a while. And who would have thought we would miss Ramsey so much? Him not being in that team, we have no attacking midfielder or no no like, player coming from like in the number eight role mm. for goals. Like I thought Sobias would be able to do it. Obviously, that's not working. 
Um, Willock seems to be scoring goals in like under twenty threes, but it, it doesn't really it doesn't transpire into like the Premier League games. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So all these youth players they're doing it under twenty threes. They bring them into the first team, and that's not transpiring. They're not we're not having the same effect. Mm. So all these players that are doing well, like all out of all the youth players, the only ones that I can see really making it at Arsenal, and this is my honest opinion, is Martinelli and Saka. Everybody else, I, Reese Nelson, Willock, I just don't think Smith Rowe. I just don't think they're going to make it at Arsenal. Okay. I think but Saka and Martinelli will. Mm. Mm. I feel that Guendouzi, I don't think he should be a starter, but I think he's a good squad player. If he's alongside a, a, a very experienced player beside him, then he can learn. But obviously, he's a bit raw, but he's not a player that I would throw away. I could, I would most probably send him on loan next season. But he's he's been thrown into it. He shouldn't be getting as many games. We should have like a a better first eleven, and then he comes in and fills in here and then. Because look, if you see, if you see uh, like, uh, Jack, what was his name? Foden from Manchester City. He's yeah. in a team. He's not like in the team all the time. But, yeah. but a lot of players you know that what? just been, Richard, yeah, I think, sorry to interrupt you there, but I think that's a problem we've had from, from, from the Wenger days. Let's be honest. Yeah. Throwing players yeah. in too early and, and mm-hmm. breaking them. You know, you see Wilshire, you see where he should have gone, the potential yeah. that he had when he was 19, and where he yeah. ended up. We broke him. It, it, but it, it, you know what, it, Richie, it. sorry to interrupt me again, because yeah. I feel like we're leaving Tom out of the conversation here. I want to get him back involved. And I kind of want to yeah. direct it again, because um, I, I wanted to drill down, Tom, into what makes uh, a balanced midfield for a Premier League side. Um where are you at with just it? Pick, what are these attributes up on, that you need? Just picking up on what we were talking about. Yeah, know, go on. Um, would, would we have posed the same question about Ramsey when we first signed him? When he was playing in midfield with Coughlin or Frimpong mm. or people that we had at that time, were we saying, uh, you know, is, is, he, is he quite good enough? Does he need a loan? Does he need this? Is he, is he going to be our guy for the next eight years? Mm. Like, I don't think really we can judge anyone that's in our youth level, like, so cutthroat just yet. The only person, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of is Nelson, because I don't think he's kicked on really from his loan. Um, but other than that, um, what do we need? Well, I think we're supposed to be the ball area. That's what he was supposed to be when he came. Sorry, Tom, just but, start that again, mate, because you just, you just froze there on us. Can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Carry on again. Let's start again for us. I said, um, I said, I think Sabios was supposed to be our ball carrier. Okay. Um, and I don't, I, I, I wouldn't have him in a in a two midfield sitting. Personally, okay. I don't think that's that's his role. Whenever he's played for the Spanish youth teams, um, and whenever he's played elsewhere, he's he's played actually at times the left of a three up front or as a ten. Okay. So. He's supposed to be an attacking midfield option. He's being shoehorned into our midfield because we've got nobody else. Okay. Gwendouzi, I think everyone agrees that nobody's got a problem with Gwendouzi, but Gwendouzi shouldn't be starting. 
it, it, we, it, it wouldn't be fair on him to be starting at the moment, but it just tells you the options that we have. Yeah. I can't yeah. work out quite just yet what is his natural game. Is his natural game a defensive one or an attacking one? Because at the moment, he looks like a jack of all trades and a master of none at the moment. Exactly. But I will say, I thought he was one of our better players against Man City. I thought his Agreed. interceptions were really good. Agreed. His turnovers were really good. But he's, he's not aggressive, a ball isn't he? He's aggressive. He's got, he's, he's got a great mentality. Um, and he's and he's extremely useful, and he's very good. He will get a lot better. He'll he'll will start to see his natural game. But at the moment, we can't be reliant on him because I I don't know what his game is. I don't know. I don't think anybody is knows. He's, yeah. he's a box to box midfielder. But what is it? Is he a creator? Is he a you know? I'm not sure. To he's me, he, he strikes me. He's nothing. He strikes mind. me. He, stri- he strikes me in a Jacker mold a little bit. Do you know what I mean? A you know a, a good Do you know what he strikes me as? But, Do you know what he strikes me as? And it's not even. It's, it's kind of one of those um, momentum players, something like a, um, what Arteta used to do, where you pick up the ball from the defence, re- you recycle possession, you keep us ticking at the base. That's what I yeah. see him doing. Like his quality yeah. when it comes to weight of pass on the ball is decent in the middle third. Yeah, like he can play, but his his positioning is all over the place. I think it's too early in the day for him. And in regards, yeah. sorry, Tom, to just, just cut you, in regards to Richie's point about the young boys, um, I do agree with Tom to an extent in regards to writing off any of the young players because you just never know. You just never know. Uh, Ramsey had to go and loan. Many players have had to go and loan and still come back to their, their parent club and, you know, had successful careers. So we don't write anyone sure off. Ramsey, I'm pretty sure Ramsey didn't go on loan. Ramsey or Wilshire. They didn't go out and run. I'm pretty sure about no. He went. Uh, Wilshire went to Bolton, but Ramsey. I'm pretty sure he. I'm didn't sure go when run. Ramsey came back from his injury, he went on loan. Am I miss? Am I yeah, he misremembering? Went to Nottingham Forest for six months. There you go. Maybe six months. But you know, I'm looking at it and saying there's no balance. Like it's a good point you said about Gwendozi. Mm. He has no awareness of what's behind him, so. If he loses the ball and it's always he he frustrates Arsenal fans because he's always he's always expecting the foul, so he's always trying to grab onto the ball and it's yeah. so I'm watching it. Yeah. But the thing is, in that midfield, I feel we need a bit of athleticism because I don't think Jack has got that. That's why a player like Partey would be good. Um we we kind of have that in Terrera, but I just don't have that physical presence. So I think physicality in that midfield as well. So athletic, being physical. Another thing in the midfield is Arteta, I don't know what system he's trying to play as well. So it's just like, he's, sometimes he's got that, the base of like the two players in, in, at, at the base of the midfield. So he's either got Xhaka and Torreira, which I think works the best for our midfield, Xhaka and Torreira. When when Doozy plays with Shaka, I don't think it kind of works. So it's it's just getting that balance right and just getting the right personnel to play in that midfield, and then getting somebody to pick the ball up from mid um, from the defence into the midfield and and being that link. I don't think that as well. So there's various things that are kind of mishmash in our midfield, and we're not being right. Uh, you know what, Richie? I think you made some great points there. You know. And Tom, you made some great points in regards to attributes, which was the initial question. What do we need to be a successful Premier League team 
in terms of the midfield. So ball carrier. Who's our ball carrier? You, you said Tom Sabios. I think Sabios is supposed to be the ball carrier, but does he do it well it. enough? Um, Can no, I ask we're that not question seeing. for you. No, no, we're not. No, we're no. not seeing. We're not seeing no. him doing it. It's not good enough for me. Mm. Like I'm trying to think what type of player he would replace in the Man City system, for instance. That's what I'm trying to get my head around. Because when I listen to certain tacticians, they say that in the Brighton game, for instance, there was little nuances in Arteta's strategy in regards to where Saka played, in regards to the runs that Bellerin was making inside rather than on the outside, that were nuances that are picked right out of City's blueprint. Does that make sense? So I'm trying to think, who is Sabayo supposed to be in the midfield? Who's Guendouzi supposed to be? Maybe um, Guendouzi, I would say um, Gundogan. And um, I would say Tobias, probably De Bruyne or David Silva. Uh, I wouldn't overthink it. His, his hand, <laughs> you know why? Because his hand, his hand was forced in selection. Like you can't, who else do yeah. you pick? Yeah. Those, That's those true. Three players That's true. That's true. Who do you That's pick? True. Who, who, That's true. The, real question, the real question is, out of all of those midfielders, who is his first choice? Yeah. And what's the best? What's the best um, uh, connection between the, the three, the two sitting and the one in front? But this is the problem. What's the best partnership? There is no partnership. There is no balance in that midfield because it's lacking we were on a good, key. We were on a good it's run pre-virus. Ingredients. Say again, Tom. Sorry. We were we were on a good run pre-virus. We I think were. we were the only un, we were the only unbeaten team in the league in 2020 before we lost the virus. <laughs> yeah. That is very, that's very true, Tom. But prior to that, prior to Arteta coming in, we had problems. Arteta's not going to fix all of our problems in the space of how many months when we've had a lockdown as well. Like, like I said to you at the beginning, Arteta's not the problem. We can't really be assessing Arteta right now. Right now, we're assessing the qualities in our midfield. It's sorely lacking, mate. It's sorely, sorely lacking. So, Bios that we're relying on is a lone player that's talking about going back to, what, Betis? He's more yeah. interested in playing for them than playing for us. When Doozy, what is he, 1920, came from League Two. Mm. France. And we're relying on him as a main player. Xhaka, who I do not rate in terms of his attributes. Yeah, Purely looking at his attributes. Mm. Not enough for me. Not mobile enough for a Premier League midfield. Yeah? Like, if you want to compare Xhaka to a player, yeah? Look at Everton's player. And I know you're laughing because you must, you're a Xhaka apologist, isn't it? I, I'm calling you out now, Tom, isn't it? I'm I heard that little comment you made that. earlier about Xhaka. Don't think I forgot. I, was, I jotted Xhaka's name down. I was like, yeah, I'm coming for you. Don't worry. Xhaka, let me land. Let me land with this one. Everton, yeah? Comparable team to us, yeah? They've got, yeah. What's, your, what's the man's name? Gomez, playing centre midfield? Yeah. Quality yeah. player plays exactly the same type of mold as Xhaka. Can spray it, can play it, picks it up from the defense. Ten times better than Xhaka. Agree mm. or disagree, Theo? Uh, yeah, I'm calling you your brother, Richard. Talk to me. Agree yeah, or disagree? No, I agree. Gomez is definitely a better player than Xhaka. But would we say that Xhaka with a bit more pace and being mobile, would you rate him more? 
Yeah, but if if, if pigs had wings, <laughs> they could fly, you know? But the most things that we pick up with Xhaka is his mobility, that he can't get around the pitch and actually makes a lot of mistakes. And, like, he, he his passes lead to, or him holding the ball for too long leads to him getting dispossessed yeah. and then in, into a goal. But is that because there's never anybody on for him to pass to? And that's why, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom, go on then. I, I know you're you, you desperate to me, get in there ask, before let, the break. Let, go let, me on, just, go let me just throw it out there. Not as an apologist, not as an apologist for the man. <laughs> but go I, will on. Ask this, I will ask this because I think this has been difficult to accept for Arsenal fans a little go bit. Go on. But do you think one of the players that Arteta has got the most out of was Xhaka? Agreed. He's been palatable. He's been palatable under Arteta. I remember the days when this guy would be picking up the ball in the left-hand side and passing balls into the midfield where there isn't a player for miles, (laughs) Tom. Tom, I've seen him do that on five or six occasions. At one point, the stat was he had caused the most mistakes that led to goals in the Premier League, G. Okay, so yeah? we know, and we that know is where, we know Tom, where we are going to leave it at and we're going to go we for know a where break and we're going to come back on the other Leopard, side. Leopards don't change their spots, is what Ray is saying. <laughs> Leopards don't change their spots. Get rid, get him out, get them all out. I remember that mistake in 2008. I don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. I, I, I never forgive and I never forget, mate. Ne- not when it comes to football, mate. Not when it comes to Arsenal, yeah, especially, no, mate. Definitely not. But no, in all yeah. seriousness, um, Xhaka is doing a job for us in regards to the squad, in regards to the mentality of the squad. He's definitely one of the leaders, hence why he's still in that squad. But in regards to attributes, I think he's, he's sorely kind of lacking. Um, he does have some good attributes. He does have some good attributes. He can spray a ball better than anyone else in our midfield. And he can do that consistently for nine, 90 minutes. But there's a lot more you need from a player. You need, I, I, just, for me, Tom, and where I leave it is, we had Santi Cazorla and then we went to Xhaka. And people are confused why I'm upset. Um, <laughs> guys, I'll meet you on the other side. Um, just literally log back Spaniards in. Spaniards in midfield. Yeah. Come again? Getting more Spaniards in midfield. Will be I'm right. telling you, mate. I'm telling you. I'm partial for a, a, Spanish, a Spanish midfielder, mate. Please bring them. Where are they? Anyway, guys, I'll meet you on the other side, yeah? All right, man. Cheers. Back with the typical Arsenal gang and you're with your host, Ray. And we are just waiting for the guys to log back in. Um, we have got Tom and we have got Richie with us and we are discussing the midfield um, if you're just joining us um, we've been talking about attributes key attributes um, in the midfield talking about ball carriers athleticism uh, physicality um, we've analysed Sabios and uh, what we think about him and we went on to Xhaka um, a sore topic for me Okay, and here we go. Okay, we're just waiting for Richie to connect. Um, just as we're, guys, as, <laughs> uh, I don't even know whether to laugh or cry. Um, Richie, I can't hear you, but you can have a look at the WhatsApp group and see the, the sickening news um, that's just been posted. Um, 
uh, David Luiz close to signing <laughs> a new one-year Arsenal contract. Is this a sick joke? This is, so we are recording, let me just get this right. We are recording on Tuesday the 23rd um, of June, um, just easing out of lockdown and the news that we're hearing today after David Luiz's calamity um, appearance against, who was it against, Man City? Yeah. Yeah, against Man City. Where he came on for, what, half an hour, 25 minutes, and managed to gift the goal, <laughs> <laughs> gift the penalty, <laughs> and get red carded. <laughs> yeah. Just give away yeah. the day completely. Literally. Oh, He's got that in him, and I just don't see... You can see the players burned you, and you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get him. Just let him go. Then you know. You know the sick thing is that uh, someone was comparing his mistakes, the rate that he he made mistakes when he was at Chelsea, PSG, Brazil. Yeah. And the the problem is, is that we all know he's got that in him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. he's a quality player at the same time. So yeah. you know, maybe every eight games, ten games, maybe you're gonna get a David Luiz, isn't it? One of those, <laughs> but again, yeah. with Arsenal, it's every five or six games, bro. We it's, can't, it's, and it's against the big teams, bro. Liverpool. The, the thing, it, he, at the moment, he's making more mistakes than um, Mustafi, and we're not even talking about Mustafi. Yeah, it's, it's his mistakes are just so costly. It's either he gets a red card. It gives away penalties. It's just, it's just endless, and yeah. just fed up of all of this. Like looking at it, I can't. I said he had a bit of leadership skills as well. He's another yeah. one that I thought had a bit of leadership skills with some of the. I agree. Players. I agree. You know what I mean? So that that was the positive thing I could say about David Luiz. But in this midfield, you just—I mean, not the midfield. Sorry, the defense. You just—I just don't see him being an organizer. In the back line, yeah, I'm talking, but I don't see him organizing and saying, "You go here, you go there." I just see him talking. You know what I mean? He, he he's a bit vocal. I think he's trying to get that morale within the team, but he needs to do better. As an experienced player, he and for what he's won, he needs to do better. But then again, he's played in a team where he's played with a good captain in John Terry. He's played alongside some good players in defence. Yeah, Silva. Yeah, that done the organising. So, yeah. you know what I mean? But now he's the, he's supposed to be that main leader at the back. It's just you're not seeing the positive things because he's just making mistake after mistake and it's just costly mistakes. So, Arsenal at this moment in time, we can't afford these costly mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Uh, it's, it's, it's disappointing, to be honest. And... um. It, 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 I don't even know where to go with this one, bro. I'm, I'm dumbstruck. Literally, the last podcast, I said, we should never see David Luiz play for Arsenal again. <laughs> yeah. And... You know? But I, you know I, what? what I will say? You always have to play devil's advocate here now. Let's start to mm-hmm. assess. Let's start to assess what... No, you know what? I'm talking rubbish. I was going to say, let's assess what our options are in regards to centre-backs because we're, we're, Fred, we're Fred Bear at the moment. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. I think at the moment we're down to holding a Mustafi. You know, Mary's yeah. gone, Socrates isn't back yet. Um, and uh, Mavroponos, uh, he's gone, isn't he? Um, so, Davis uh, is still injured, I think. Yeah. So you extend him to the end of the season and yeah. then maybe we assess it then. 
Maybe. Maybe. Now, if he's getting this one-year extension, I'm being told it's a one-year extension. So This is my point. That can't it's be just, forgiven. It's oh, just... No, so, maybe they just... Would you say that David Luiz is better than Socrates? Yes, he is. So I could see... Socrates-wise, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'm saying I could see a lot of these defenders being replaced in the summer. So by them giving him the one year, I could see probably him staying, Saliba's obviously coming in. Mm. Um, um, they're most probably going to sign Mori, and then I don't know if they're going to bring in another centre-back, mm-hmm. and most probably keep Chambers. So I would most probably get rid of, while we can still get money for him, Mustafi, Mustafi holding, sorry to say, um, why are you sorry? Why are you sorry? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> because a lot of people think that Holding hasn't really had a chance. But I just personally, I've seen too much to say that I don't think he's going to make it at all. So I, that's, I could just mm. see it. Mm. Just see it. And um, Mavropanos, he hasn't really had a chance as well. But I'm not sure if this league is built for him as well. It's, I think he's too brittle. If I'm honest, yeah. So, what what would you think are the the main attributes that, in terms of a centre back, that you would, if you was bringing one in, who would you be looking at? And it's a good question. It's a good, very good question, Richie. And you know what? I I, I was trying to steer the conversation away from the midfield, to be honest, to give Tom a chance to jump back in. But I think yeah, he did yeah. mention that he he needed to be off by about nine thirty. Hence why I think yeah. we haven't seen him um, come back on the other side. Um, but yeah, for me, um, like if we're talking realistic targets, because the idea is to talk about attributes, but realistically, we need, we need players. Players that yeah, are available yeah. and realistically gettable. So Partey, for me, was looking like, yes, you're ticking some of the, the boxes in terms mm-hmm. of athleticism, you know, in terms yeah. of physicality, you know, yeah. in terms of presence. You know, mm-hmm. for me, every team needs to have a couple of players with presence. So yeah. when it comes to set pieces, for instance, mm-hmm. yeah, when it comes to mm-hmm. a ruck, when it comes to it going down, you know you've yeah. got a couple of titans in the back that are going to back the thing guaranteed. I think I think that needs to filter through the spine of the team from centre-back, centre-midfield, forward, all physical, strong players in that spine of the team. Yeah. I mean, and... We've never we've never had that for a long time. From the, the days of like Tony Adams, so Campbell, mm. and Yaron, the, you know, what I mean, tall yeah. players. We don't have any of those type of players in just small, weak players. You know, weak mentalities. You know what I mean? And it's is, just sorry to Richie. You know, the thing is, right. you just pricked my interest because you know there was a time where all we did was buy number tens in the midfield. That's all we did. Yeah, yeah. We just had bare of them yeah. floating about. And I used mm-hmm. to get pissed off and think, where's the physicality? But yeah, at yeah. least we had technical superiority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. argued that we had one of the best midfields in regards to our squad yeah. in Europe. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. points. Mm. You know? So to get to a point where now we ain't got no physicality, no technical yeah. ability, no vision, yeah. no defensive mm. prowess. Mm. Like, I, listen, I, I like the fact that people, you know, are promoting Guendouzi. But I'm still yeah. yet to see this man make 
consistent final third entries. Let me put it that way. Okay. I, I remember watching a Fabregas. Yeah. Yeah. And Fabregas could pick that pass through the centre back and the wing back. Yeah. Yeah. Our wing back to get in behind and square a ball for a tap in for our striker. Yeah. So many times. Meza Ozil will even do that one. I agree. But Guendouzi is not a number 10. He's more of an eight. And you have to be honest, last season, in the beginning of last season where he was getting a lot of game time, he was dragging a team. I, I think it was against Tottenham. It was a mm. few games there. I think it was like three or four games. Mm. I think even Crystal Palace. There was, I think there was like three or four games where he was dragging the team and then he made openings and we did score. So there was a there was a period that he was he was dragging the team. He I, I think he it needs that balance of being in and out of the team because he needs to be I feel with Arsenal as a whole, once these players get in, they think they've made it. Mm. They think they've made it into like they're a professional football. And, and to like, your point, to your point, Richie, yeah. before I let you land, I yeah. saw an article today about when <laughs> Doozy giving it large to the Brighton players about I'll make more money than you. That that that's to your point exactly. Arrogance. Yeah. Arrogance. Yeah. Arrogance. You know what I mean? Do you do that? That's what I said in the group. You do your talking on the field. He looks like now. He's talking about money. The, the Brighton guys now winding him up because you're, you're, you're trying to disrespect these players. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they've had the last laugh because they beat you. Yes, and then he's got into your minds and then you're doing silliness after the game. And the thing is, our mentality just needs to be better. Um, I agree. He, he needs- I, I, you know what? I, I said Thomas Partey, yeah? Yeah. And I do think protecting our defence is important. But Jim, mm-hmm. the the one that I heard the other day that disgusted me, yes, the the, the stat that I heard is that we have got, to, you know, I'll, I'll let you guess. How many goals do you think we have got from the midfield this season? Oh, this season? I don't think, it can't be more than 10 goals. It can't be more than 10 goals for no, I maybe think it's, I'm Maybe it's I'm like, misquoting. Maybe I'm misquoting. Maybe, but this season. Rich, Rich, the stat that I heard, maybe I misquoted, <laughs> was, listen, and it's Tuesday, the 23rd of June, 2020, yeah? As of that, as of this point, one goal. You're joking. One goal. What, in the Premier League? Please, and, and viewers, if I'm wrong, please comment below. Please, feel free, yeah? Mm. One goal. Yeah. This, this is what I was screaming for Coutinho when it was looking like it could be. I know, and this is the thing. This is why I thought we should do the. The, the only thing is with Coutinho is he's twenty seven, twenty seven I think or twenty eight, and I'm scared of giving some of these these players like contracts, maybe like four or five year contracts at twenty eight. If you're doing it at twenty four, and then they might get a four year deal then you might be able to get a resale value. But even signing Partey, I think, is risky. I put it in the group today. Mm, if you sign him on big wages, we ain't going to get a resale on him. If you give him a four-year deal, he's going to be, what, 31? Mm-hmm. And then not going to be able to sell him one. And then it, it just sometimes, I feel we've got to go down, I'm not saying youth, but I would say established players. Like, who is being 
in the Aston Villa team for, you know what I mean? He's been playing in the Championship. He's played in the Premier League. He's been relegated and then he's come back to the Premier League. So he's got that experience of being in the first team for, I don't know, maybe eight years. Sorry, and, Richie, you were saying yeah. Grealish, yeah? Because you cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, he's another midfielder that can score goals. Yeah. We need a midfielder that's going to get at least eight to ten Premier League goals. Mm -hmm. It's sort of Ramsey mode. And then as a 10, I, I, I don't know who you can go for. This, this is the thing. But uh, we, need to, we need to sign players. Madison. Yeah, Madison's another Cadwell. good one. Yeah, there, there is players out there that we can get, but Fikir. I feel we can get... Which one? Fakir. Yeah, yeah, he's a good player as well. Mm. There is players out there, but it's just that I feel we need to get the ages right and the contracts because I feel we're not going to spend big and we're, we're going to try and get youth players. And we're, we're just, to be honest, it's, it's hard because we're not going to get the, the name that we all want. You know what I mean? We've just yeah. got to... Uh, come to the realisation that we're not going to get these players. So, we've got to do it to be able to compete. You know what the thing is, Richie? The, the frustrating thing is that I feel like we need three players. I feel like we need three players in the midfield. Three guaranteed players. A destroyer, yeah. a, 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 a yeah. deep-line playmaker, and an attacking midfielder. You know? It's true. I, I don't see anyone in the squad doing those jobs well enough. You know? And, and this but is I'm asking the question: Who's these ideal players that we're going for? This is this is the thing. Would would you would you take Ndidi over Partey? Because I think he's a couple of years younger. And I would he's definitely take Ndidi, but the reason I don't mention him is because the budget that we're working with, yeah, we can't yeah. talk to Leicester. I know that's the sad, sad situation that we're in right now. I know. We can't even. And Ndidi's most probably at least going to be at least. Like 60 million comfy 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 you know I mean? and we're and not the type of team that's going to go in and say oh what is 60 okay there's your 60 <laughs> Do you yeah, that's yeah. not Arsenal style at all I at know, all, at I all. know. but oh. that's, that's what I'm saying I feel we need the balance of some Premier League players because yeah the Grealishes the Cantwells mm. indeed even Decore I'll take Decore I, I think he's got that physicality okay. You know what I mean? Some of these Premier League proven players that have been in the league and we might be able to get for like 30 more, 40 more. I'm just saying Decore. Why not? As Why well. Greenish out Madison, they're obviously going to be... Way out million. of our budget, isn't it? You know what I mean? But we're going to have to start doing it in another way because we're falling further and further behind and we're just not, comp we're not competitive enough. Yeah. yeah. So I feel... Is I I thought we're gonna have to be patient with Arteta and give him at least two to three years mm. to get on team his own players and like build his own foundation and we just go from there. Yeah. But at this moment, what, Richie, where I wanted yeah. to move the conversation on now we've spoken about the kind of attributes that we want in in our midfield. You know, we, yeah. we, I think Tom mentioned the ball carrier. You know, that yeah, yeah. kind of deep line playmaker. He mentioned, um, well, he, I mentioned that, that defensive destroyer, and obviously yeah, he went yeah. on to speak about the attacking midfielders. Um, is that the shape that we need to go forward with? Do we need to, 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 to evolve? Do we need to stick with what we've got? Is that 4, four 2, whatever you want to call it, with the, the number 10 even effective anymore? 
because I look at Liverpool and I think, well, you know what? Forget about number 10s. We'll just have hard workers in the midfield. I know. So, literally, they, they go with a 4 3 3 system. Yeah. And flat. In our, flat. Uh, yeah, with, 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 with the current midfielders we have, no chance. Could, no chance. You know, and the funny <laughs> thing is, we don't have those players. There's, there's mm. not enough energy in that midfield, apart from Terreira. And we don't have that energy in the midfield. And I, I've always realised when you play Terreira and, and Guendouzi, it doesn't work. No. The, only, the only partnership I've seen that actually works in that midfield is Terreira and Xhaka. I feel the most comfortable when mm. those two are together. Yeah. If you look back at the results we've had, yeah. it's mainly Terreira and Xhaka playing together. Yeah. We are the most effective in that midfield. Number 10 is, is the, the hard one because I can't see Willock as a number 10. He's a, he's a, he's a bit like Gwendouzi. I don't know. I don't think we've actually... No, when I say he's a bit like Gwendouzi... I know what you mean. His actual position. You know what I mean? I, don't, I can't see him as a number 10. He might be a number 8. But I don't even think Arteta knows where he, he, he wants to play him. So sometimes he plays at 8. Sometimes he plays at 10. He's never really effective. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult one. It's a mad one. Um, and Richie, perfect timing. We got Anthony, Mr. Tactics. Mr. Tactics. Can you hear us? Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So I gave Anthony the shout, and, and thankfully he's open and taken the call. Um, my friend, we are talking about the midfield tonight, um, and we've, we've kind of gone into it quite a bit, Richie, you know? We've touched yeah, on yeah. a lot okay. of it, but what we were talking about just previously was the attributes that we see in the midfield, and we were talking about you know destroyers, uh, ball carriers, and then uh, attacking midfielders. Is there any players out there for you, Anthony, that you think you know what he's ideal for that position? He does the job, and are gettable, realistic as well. Let's you know we all want Messi, we all want Ronaldo, but. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if, if we just keep it to the Premiership and players, you, I, you lot are probably touching this already. But what I don't understand is that, like, ever since Patrick Vieira left and Emmanuel Petit, we've all known that we've needed that chopper, yeah? We've mm-hmm. all known we've needed that chopper. And, you know, we had Song for a bit who we thought was going to be the next big thing. Flamini, Coquelin. Deni- yeah, Coquelin. Mm-hmm. Even Denilson at one stage. Do you remember Denilson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. But why have we not signed pumped that money and got that player. Chelsea, they paid what, 50 million for Kante? No, no, Anthony. Hey, see, this is why I get upset. Listen, <laughs> in the same summer that we bought Xhaka, when we could have bought Kante, yes, mm-hmm. for yeah. I think it was something like 32 million, 33 million, yeah, we yeah. went and spent 35 million on Xhaka. That following season, Chelsea went and won the league, just to let you know. Yeah. Mm. And we have like, so many players who are just the same. We bought Torreira, and I know a lot of Arsenal fans think he's really, really good. And mm-hmm. yes, he has like one or two good games. I just don't think he's good enough. And going back to the question, who would I want that's out there? Mm. I'd, I'd have Jack Grealish. I think we need some English heart in our midfield. Mm. I think we need some real people that know about passion and can shout yeah. some players. Yeah. As a defensive midfielder, who would I take? I don't know. Mentioned, sorry to interrupt. We mentioned Ndidi and we mentioned um, 
Thomas Partey, yeah, obviously yeah. we've been linked with him, the, the yeah. defensive midfielder from Atletico Madrid. Any of them take your fancy? Yeah, and Lily's a lesser player, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I'll take him. Mm-hmm. You know, Thomas Partey, uh, he's my Ghanaian brother. You know, I'm Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. well, we all out here, no? We all out here. Try to claim yeah. it for yourself, you know? <laughs> so, you know, just for that, I would take him because, you know, he's, mm. he's, he's Ghanaian and I want to wear like a Ghanaian. But in terms of like, when I see him for Ghana, mm. I haven't really seen him drag the team. Okay. You know I mean? I'm not comparing Ghana to Arsenal, mm. but I know he plays well for. I haven't actually seen him have a good game, but I've already seen him in like uh, Champions League and for Ghana. Exactly. But I, I think the key know. thing with Partey and Ndidi is they have those attributes that you need in a Premier League midfield. And this is what we're yeah. getting at, Anthony, and we've been, we've been discussing. We don't have the key components to have a balanced midfield. Yes. And you know what? I do, I do, I'll take you up on your point and I'll bring Richie back in on Torreira. As we're focusing on the midfield, let's have a conversation about Torreira because I, I think people's memories are short with Torreira because we were looking like, uh, I don't even know, we were looking like a state before Torreira arrived. And that summer, he came in, yeah, and under Emery in his first, what, 20 games, yeah. Torreira was looking like the best signing for any Premier League team. Yeah, he was looking was, that yeah. good. He had had that effect, you That's know. True. And <laughs> due to I don't know loss of form, due to injuries, you know, and due to the the, the the madness that is Arsenal, I think he's kind of been swallowed up in that, you know. And I don't think he's settled well either. Richie, what, what's your thoughts on Torreira? Exactly, um, with Torreira, I do believe he's got attributes in terms of. He's got that energy. He's got that bite in the midfield. Uh, he he kind of gets uh, the, the other teammates pressing. But what I've realised in the midfield, you can't do it alone. You could be the main guy trying to press, but if everybody ain't implementing that same tactic, then it's not going to work. You're just going to be a headless chicken just running after the ball. So I just think sometimes he needs to be a bit more physical. He's like a little area, but... He needs to be a bit more physical. He's all right. I wouldn't say he's the best defensive midfielder. I'd say he's okay. I don't think he's a crap player. But like like you said, those first 20 games under Emery, he was playing really, really good. He was a, I felt he was a world beater. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a bit of dip. We don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And other little things. But I still think I would still persist with Torreira. Yeah. Because if Torreira was in this midfield, I, I, I could see... A bit more fight as well. He's another yeah. one I could he's yeah. got a bit more fight as well. Yeah. So he's somebody I would continue to persist with. I wouldn't get rid of. But if he can't settle in our team or in England, then I would say that we should try and move him on and then get somebody who has got the physicality yeah. and athletic and is mobile in that midfield. You know what? You, you made a great point, actually, um, about the pressing and the energy. Mm. And the lack thereof, um, mm. Anthony. Talk to me. You look at Liverpool's midfield and you see the energy bursting through. Ronaldum, Henderson, Milner, for instance. I would die for a Milner in my team. I used to look down at this guy. Oh, I used boy. to think, what is this rubbish guy picking up Prebs <laughs> like nothing? Now I've got a new respect for him. New yeah. fan respect. What, where's our energy in our midfield and how do we bring that? And, and is it, is it the mentality or is it the physicality? 
how do you see it? Because it's definitely a lack of it. Yeah, I, I think our players, they're not impact players. I think they're, a lot of them, they play on confidence, yeah? Okay. So when Torreira had the run of 18 games, oh, yeah, let's, talk, let's go back to Emery quickly, yeah? Mm. When he had that run of, was it 20 games or 22 games? Mm. I can't remember what it was. It was, it was more or less the same team inside week in and week out, yeah? More, yeah. more or less, yeah? Mm-hmm. So then, like, like, some players need that pat on the shoulder or some players, they don't need it. They come off the bench and they want to prove their point, yeah? Mm. We don't have that. And as a result, in my opinion, mm-hmm. when the Arsenal team comes out in a match, for example, we had two different midfields come um, Wednesday and come uh, Saturday. Yeah. Two completely different midfields. Mm-hmm. Now that those players have been lost and they've dropped, there's, there's, there's no one that I can really see to say, you know what, lads, don't worry about it. You know, take your chance the next game. Mm. They all come off the pitch and they're like, mm, they try a little bit, but then they just lose their heads. Mm. And they're going to get dropped the next week. So they lose their confidence again. So yeah. I, I just feel like that's why we can't press. They don't, they don't, it sounds, it sounds a bit weak. But let, let's say someone like Willock, yeah, Joe Willock, mm. yeah, who I'm short in training. He must show loads of, we sort of touched on it last week. Mm. Um, bag of potential, he must do. He must do, mm. you know what I mean? He really, really must do. Mm. He has one bad game on Saturday, we drop him for, uh, look, one bad game on Wednesday, and we drop mm-hmm. him for Saturday. Yeah. Now, if he comes back in whenever our next game is, I think it's tomorrow, whenever it is, mm-hmm. he again needs that confidence. If he doesn't play, then it's like another week out. Then he tries to come back in the last 15 minutes and change the game. He's not going to change the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when he played in the Carlin Cup against Liverpool, we played the mm-hmm. whole game, and yeah, they were more his age, and it wasn't the same, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's, a, he's a confident, he's a confidence player. Understood. That's why I think we can't press, and I think that's why we lack that intensity. If I, if I know, for example, I've, I know I'm going on a bit. I've played... No, no, feel free, feel free. Richie will bring you in. Let, let him land. Let him land. I yeah. think there's a point there. There is. I've it, played used to, yeah. Like, used to. And, okay, I'm not a world, you know, that world best player. I should have mm. But because I played defensive used to, I know every time I step on the pitch of used to, I know how I'm going to play. Do you know what I mean? I'm confident in my, in, in mm-hmm. my, in my playing abilities. But if you put me next to, say, Mustafi, who's obviously better than us, because mm. I don't know how he plays, we could be playing the same level who we're playing, Mustafi next to me, I would be a bit, a bit nervous. Like, yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah, yeah, Can he yeah, do yeah. that? Can he do this? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So that's mm-hmm. what I think it is, personally. Okay. Okay. No, no, I, I can respect that. Um, I, I guess we'll we'll move on in the midfield in, in regards to Torreira and the energy. Can, and, I, and that can I just say? Oh, I just Richie, sorry. You know what? I wouldn't. We won't move on furthermore because I can see <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, was no, dying. Just, he was dying. He was dying to take shots at Anthony. So feel no, free. No, 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 no. Just concluding that pressing. Yeah. You know, if you see, I, I don't like always using Liverpool as the the blueprint, but mm. if you see Liverpool, yeah, they they press in phases. Mm. So. You see, the first 20 minutes of Liverpool's games, it's always high intensity, and they, you'll be lucky not to concede because they're all over you. You know what I mean? So is that the, the actual coaching that needs to improve in terms of when we need to press? Because I just see... If you, if, you, if you watch Arsenal even under Wenger, it was like this was even the, the only one that was always pressing. Mm. But how he just always run by himself? He can't do it all himself. So it's either, as a team, collectively, we've got to do it in phases. First 10 minutes, press, and let them have the ball, regain our energy. But I just, I just, at this moment in time, I can't see 
there's, there's no pressing. Even those stats about teams being able, basically, I think it was the stat about teams taking the most shots at Arsenal's goal. Mm. We Leno, yeah, but he's always had so much to do because yeah. between that defence and the midfield, the pressing, the minute it gets near, near basically, defence and midfield, we should be pressing so hard. But it should start from the top of the, at the top. You know, I mean? you know what, Richie? You know what you see happen at Arsenal? People start running <laughs> away from the ball. That, I don't yeah. know if you watch it. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. <laughs> People start running at us, and instead of going and, and going one v one with him, we are running yeah. back to their own goal. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I know. <laughs> now you make a great point about the, the, the pressing side of things, as, as do you, Anthony. Um, I think, if I'm honest with you, I'm, I'm really kind of thinking again and bringing it back to the point you made in the last show, Anthony, about blowing it up and starting again and not only with the midfield but the other sections of the pitch as well you know and we've kind of dissected the um, the midfield to the nth degree to be honest you know so I want to start talking about other sections of the pitch um, and just to bring it back um, Richie you made the point about whether it's coaching or whether it's the players and again we had this debate at the beginning Anthony where I'm squarely putting it at the players and the attributes of the players. We don't have the players to press, is my issue. Yeah. But um, anyway, moving it on, moving it on smoothly. Guys, where do we start? Attack or defence? You know, we start defence. Yeah, that's um, Next season, if we go in with the defence that we have, can we compete? I'll bring you in, Anthony. Are you happy with what we've got right now? Should we start in the right-back section? Or you want to start in the centre back section in your your speciality? You know, I'll be honest with you. I've been quite impressed with Mustafi. I know people are not gonna like this. I've been impressed. I with don't Mustafi. forgive and I don't forget. Simple, <laughs> simple. I keep going anyway. Mustafi, go on. Let me jump down. Mustafi, and I think some. I haven't really been watching Salibi. Saliba. 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 At Saint Etienne. Really... Yeah. again. At Saint Etienne, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I heard he had a really good season uh, last season at St Etienne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call it this season, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know if he's that player that Mustafi needs. I think I think I'll discuss it with Richie maybe um, mm. separately. He needs that commanding person next to him. You know, like even though Mertesacker wasn't as good as you think, when he played with Mertesacker or Koscielny, he didn't actually play too badly because he had mm. that somebody to. Con- he needs to be controlled. Yeah. Every I mean. set about pairing, Anthony, sorry to interrupt you, just yeah, just right. to bring a bit of the, that coaching side of things. Um, yeah. Well, it's basic. You see it in the Premier League. The best teams yeah. will have a leader and they'll have a pit bull. So they'll have the leader yeah. that will call it and then they'll yeah, have yeah. the pit bull that will go and engage and try and win the ball. And then the leader or the, 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 the person that sweeps will just cover mm. anything that the pit bull doesn't win. And mm. I think for the longest, since we lost maybe Murtasaka, we haven't really had that voice at the back. I was Koshone, hoping David yeah. Louise was going to be that 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 voice because Koscielny definitely wasn't. He yeah, had the attributes to be. Come again? Yeah, before he got his injuries, he he went too bad, man. What Koscielny? <laughs> Are you sick? Are you okay? That guy that was whipping off shirts, celebrating that he's going to Bordeaux, that's the guy that you're, you're trying to protect right now. No, Sheldon, he's not a leader, guaranteed. He had the attributes as, a, as a, an elite centre-back. 
in terms of mm. leading and calling the line, I'm not letting you have that no. one. I'm sorry. No, I agree. No, no, no. I agree with Ray. He wasn't the leader. He he's good playing alongside somebody. So he's probably the pit bull, and then I would say like a Sol Campbell or Murtasaka. Mer- okay, he was actually that was actually quite a good partnership. It was because it was balanced. He wasn't a, he wasn't a good leader. Mm. He wasn't a good. So bringing it back, Anthony, there's some funny oh, yeah, news. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw in the WhatsApp group, um, and I'll stay with you <laughs> just for your reaction <laughs> on uh, David Louise being offered, uh, potentially offered a contract according wow. to, let me call out the, the publication as well, because they need to be named and shamed. They do. I mean, I Sky Sports. This is from Sky Sports <laughs> News. <laughs> Imagine. It's, it's no, even more official. Bad. I'm no, upset. It can't be. We can't be. We, unless he's coming as a coach, yeah, it, it, it must be a Tottenham fan that's done that because that is unbelievable. We, 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 we wanna, if we do that, if we, if uh, we do that, I'll probably give up my season ticket. Uh, don't hold me to that. But I'll probably don't don't talk big. Don't talk big because it could happen. It could happen, Anthony, please. I'm not going in the right direction. Well, okay, so listen, Louise is a potential. We won't discuss him because there's no point. I think for me, he's a write-off if they sign yeah. him, they sign him, whatever in it. Um, okay. What other centre back um, options are you happy with at the moment? And then, Richie, I'll bring you in straight after. You tell me what you're thinking on the centre back options because mine is definitely different to Anthony's. Definitely. 100%. I'm sorry to I did, say. Okay. I did, who, who will we buy? Who can we buy? No, nah, well, we're, saying, we're assessing what we've got. Okay, okay, what we've got. I, at the moment. So you said Mustafi, you said Saliba, we've ticked off Louise. Yeah, what are you I, thinking? I, I, Holding, what, for instance. I don't know. Holding when he when he first played under Emery, he was looking good. I was I was saying the future England captain. That's what I was saying. But he has had a major injury, yeah. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's really. We had like all oh, oh, like him and Bellingham had major injuries. I don't know. If that's messed with their heads. I don't know. The only person I can say now, I'm trying. What I'm trying to do now is not. Say yes to media, mediocre players. Mm. So at the moment, I would only take the stuff. You said, want to be. Let me let me save you before you become meme worthy, please. You said <laughs> you don't want to keep mediocre players, and then, <laughs> so you only want to keep rubbish players. Mustafi, what are you he's talking about? Well. Let me correct yourself, please. No, he's been playing you're standing well. by that. He's been okay. playing well. Okay, okay, okay. You know what, everyone deserves their opinion. That's what football's about. Apologies. I shouldn't even cut you for your opinion. Richie, please, come on. Bring the sanity back. Bring the sanity right back, please. Based based on the current crop of um, players that we have, Mm. so that's including Saliba, Saliba, that's going to come in from next season. Yeah. If we are going to sign Mary on a permanent, I will go with Mary... And Saliba, if we're not going to bring in no other centre-backs, I'll go as a as a partnership, uh, marry as the leader and yeah. uh, Saliba to play alongside him. If I was going to keep um, any of these other centre-backs, I'd most probably keep um, Chambers. He's, he's quite, he surprised me because I, I wanted to get rid last summer, mm-hmm. but he surprised me before his injury. I would keep him over holding because I feel he's uh, a bit more versatile. So I think if you're playing three at the back, you could most probably play him at the right side of the three at the back and then you could play him at right back as well. So that's my reasoning for keeping 
um, Chambers. I feel we, we need to shift a lot of players. So I feel with Holding, I don't. I personally don't think he's going to make it. It might sound harsh, but I feel we should try and cash in on some of these players while they're young. So I'll go with selling Holding. Socrates, I don't think he can adapt to like playing from the back. He's not good on the ball. He's feels like, I feel I feel sick when he even plays right back. He's, he feels so it's uncomfortable. Disgusting, on the ball. It? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like you want to just vomit this there and then, isn't it? Like this is not right. This is yeah. an aversion so, against humanity. So, I don't understand. Yeah, so Socrates needs to go for me. Uh-huh. He's too old and he needs to go. And then Mustafi, yes, he's been playing well, but Ray says he doesn't forget, mate. And to be fair, we we could, we should cash in on him while we can because basically, while he's playing well, he's not making any blunders. It's best to get <laughs> it's best to get rid. You know, you know what? It, we'll get some sort of money for him. Richie, you, you know what? You make a good point. Yeah, it's just a good side note and an asterisk to talk about maybe for a next podcast. But you know, like you know, the problem with Arsenal right now is. We've got yeah. players that we need to get rid of. And nobody yeah. wants to buy them. Nobody. Yeah. The only it's reason true. we've got Mustafi in our squad and we've had to persevere is because no one's going to pay him what we are paying him. We were the foolhardy mm-hmm. ones to take these average players and give them big contracts. So 100%. on that point, for me, Mustafi, he's gone. Holding at best on loan or he's gone. Chambers, it's too much. You're gone. Socrates. Really? See you later. You're gone. David Luiz, how dare you even think about staying? You're gone. <laughs> Mary Saliba. Mary Saliba. That's, 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 that's true. We, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would say for like a successful defence, you would at least need four or five. So we need so, two. Yeah. So I'll, 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 whoever you're talking about. You know what? All right, let me be realistic. We're not, we're not getting yeah. two centre-backs in the summer. So the yeah. one that I'm holding back, the one I'm holding back is holding. I'm giving him a chance because I think uh, the form that I saw when he was under Emery, I think if he didn't mm. get injured, I think he could have become an integral part of the Arsenal mm. defence. If yeah. I'm being honest, I was calling it at the, that, at the time. So let me not be too harsh on him. Okay. But we'll move on then. Uh, the, Mara as well. Go on. I think there's Marapanos as well. Oh, yeah. Who? Mar- Isn't he gone? <laughs> no, he's on loan. He's on loan. Okay. Have we seen him in, we seen him in the first team how many times? Yeah, he, 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 he's a few times. Him. He's been sent off about twice. <laughs> we need to assess that one. Do we need to? Do <laughs> you keep him over Mustafi? Who? Huh? Mm. No, no, no. no, no, no. I, I, you can't. The man's had two appearances, three appearances for the first team. I can't. Uh, you have to take Mustafi, obviously. That goes without saying. Um, it's not yeah. that ridiculous, but <laughs> small wins, yeah, small wins. <laughs> just, just, just to conclude, yeah. Do you think some of these players would be better? So, if a team like just say Atletico play a defensive system, mm-hmm. do you think these players can play in another team like Atletico or a, a defensive-minded team and with better coaching? Um, yes is the honest answer. I think a lot of these guys have been mismanaged in terms of their education in regards to defending at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think it's been an afterthought at Arsenal for a long time. And I think mm-hmm. when you've got a quality team going forward, you can get away with that. But as yeah. the quality's disappeared, 
the defensive kind of frailties have shown more and more. And that's where we're at with it. So I totally agree with you. I think Socrates are a different team. Socrates are yeah. maybe a, a Midland team in the Premier League where they're not trying to be expansive and play out from the back. And all he's got to do is mm-hmm. clear the ball, head the ball, make interceptions. Mm. He could do a job. But yeah. for Arsenal, right. as a ball-playing midfield, uh, midfielder, imagine, mm. defender, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, but guys, listen, just aware of the time and really appreciate you giving me all of your time as it is. We're, we're going to move on to the right-back position. And we're going to assess the... the <laughs> I don't know if it's a shambles back there. I don't know what you describe it as. Actually, I'll bring you back in on this one. We've got Bellerin. We've got um, Maitland-Niles. I'm a right-back. I'm a centre-midfielder. I'm a right-winger. I play left-back as well. I don't know what position I'm playing. And then we've got Cedric Suarez. Nowhere to be seen. Casper the ghost. Where do we go? Where do we start? I, I know Bellerin, he, he lost a bit of pace since his injury. He did have a very serious injury and he does need a time to build his confidence up again. But mm-hmm. I'd keep him, man. I think he's integral. I think I mentioned last week. He's integral to the, the change room. He knows Arsenal. He's Arsenal through in, through out. And I know Richie's going to say we should cash in on these players. He's, he's trying to run the club like a business now and he's <laughs> sickening me. So, I mean, we have to keep some of these players. Sometimes yeah. you can't put a, a, a value on what he does behind the scenes. And he seems to get on with all the players. I think you mentioned it last time, right? That he mm-hmm. was integral in the, um, the pay cuts. Yeah, pay cuts. he was. Yeah, he was. He, being the um, mediator. So, we, anyway, we're keeping it. We have to keep him. All right. In terms of mate, then Niles, his attitude just needs to change. Uh, is, is, is this just a rumour about his attitude? Or is it is it true? <laughs> well, I think what? the fact that he was playing so well under Arteta when he first came in, and all of a sudden he was out of the team. I think points to the fact that yeah, there is there is an issue there. There is definitely, definitely. I don't know. I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of it. I don't want to go into a man's personal life, but I know he's had a tricky upbringing, and it, it's been tough for the lad. So maybe there's there's leeway that they're given behind the scenes, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one with Maitland now. Very very tough one. I'd probably keep him because he's a bit versatile. That's Suarez person. I don't know if we really signed him on a permanent, but he just needs to go. We don't need well, that's the talk. That's the good news that we're receiving today, isn't it? Bare good news coming at us. <laughs> Cedric Suarez and David Luiz. Headline news, Sky Sports. Yeah, get rid of him. Oh, mate. We don't need him. We don't need him. Get rid of him. Bring an academy. I'm having an academy right back. Just get rid of him. Okay. Okay. All right. Well... I don't think you're going to get your wish with that one. I think he's staying, you know? If you know who his agent is, then you know that he's staying, in it? That's, that's what really? it is. Really? Of course. Come on, get to know. Our club is being run partly, partially, by this this agent. What's he called? Kia Jarabjaran? Yeah, Zarabjaran, yeah. Yeah, you can pronounce it better than me. The, the, the guy has got a major influence at the club right now. Uh, David Louise is one of his um, clients, correct? Oh, right. The guy was on Talk Sport the other day talking reckless about Arsenal's business. Real mm. reckless. Laying he, down he was, deadlines. Tevez and Mascaranos. He was Tevez and Mascaranos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Pirate. That's the guy we're in bed with right now. So, you know. Listen, just moving it on swiftly. Richie. I'll give you a little yeah. conversation about the right-back position, man. How are you feeling about it? As we've assessed the midfield to death, let's have a quick chat about defence, you know? 
the funny thing is this guy thinks I'm I'm the bank manager and I, I just want to get all, catching on all these players. But I actually really used to like Bellerin. But my issue with Bellerin, I know he's had injuries, but I don't think he's evolved as a right back. So if you if you look at Bellerin, defensively, he's okay. Going forward, he's never had any end products. Let, let's be honest. His final ball has never been that great. I'm just saying, because of the state Arsenal are in at this moment in time, we don't have no assets. We do not have players that, because we need to fix this whole team. So I'm saying, cashing the, on the players we can get, who have value. And Bellerin is one of those players who do have value. So I'm saying, get so listen, if there's an academy player getting coming through, I would take an academy player at right back. Mm. I'm surprised that even Nathan Miles, he's, I, I don't see him making it in midfield. I would have just said, if, if I'm going to make it in, as a professional footballer, just play that position. Not Look at, what's his name? Trent Arnold. He was a midfield. He's now at right back. He's taking on that position. Nathan Miles, I can only see him making it at Arsenal as a right back. So why doesn't he make that position his own? I don't know, like, this whole attitude thing, this whole attitude thing for me, why don't you just knuckle down, try and be the right back? Because mm -hmm. I think that he has that opportunity to nail down that position. You know what I mean? I, I personally would prefer Nathan Miles over Bellerin at right back at this moment of time. But I do understand, we, we do need players that are going to bleed Arsenal. And yeah. Bellerin probably does, he's come through the, the youth ranks. And he most probably does do things behind the scenes. Obviously, it's not easy coming back from injury, but because of the state we're in, we're just we want quick fixes. Yeah. And if we're seeing Bellerin getting burnt here, there, left, right, it's not. It, it don't look good, does it? It's so not, it's not a good look at all. And Richie, that's yeah, where I'm yeah. gonna kind of jump in on a couple of points you made because you made a load of good ones there, man. Um, Bellerin's being linked with Juve not, not a couple of days ago on a, like 25 million. I think they were saying, I would take it in an instant, me personally. Mm -hmm. um, in regards to Maitland-Niles, um, I don't know who's advising him, man. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Because he had an mm -hmm. opportunity at one point to make that right-back position his own. Forget about Bellerin. Bellerin would have had yeah. to come back and fight for mm -hmm. his position if Maitland-Niles yeah. had buckled down and locked down that position. And the funny yeah. thing is, like you say, in centre midfield, he's average. He's probably yeah. top 300 in the world. But in yeah. right back position, he might have been top 100 or top 50. Did you get my, my meaning? With the attributes yeah, yeah. that he has. So mm -hmm. I, I can't understand why he wouldn't want to play that position and why he didn't make that his own, you know? Imagine, you've but come through the academy. Go on, Richie, come back before we just bring bring Anthony back in, please. Do you, do, you, do, you feel, do you feel like a player should be able to say, okay, I know this is not my this is not my natural position, but if you get fielded into the team and we see that he has the attributes to play there, do you think he as the player should say, I don't want to play at right back? Um, if I'm honest with you, Richie, I think it depends on the player. If you're if you're for instance, Meza Ozil in his pomp. Yeah, as much as I dislike the guy, but the guy mm. is number 10. He comes yeah, into yeah. the squad with those wages and that fee, mm. you play him number 10. But yeah. you're Maitland-Niles. You're trying to make yeah. your way in football. You've just come out of the academy and you've got an yeah. opportunity that hundreds, thousands of kids are dying for, mm. desperate for. I promise you, 
Yeah, just from mm-hmm. the Arsenal Academy. Yeah. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. So for you to get the opportunity and squander it, bruv, it's, it's, a, it's a slap in the face to all those other kids that didn't get the opportunity. Take the yeah. opportunity that you're given. You know? You're not official like that. You haven't made it in the game like that. You know? Mm-hmm. No disrespect to the man. I'm no one to be uh, trying to preach to the man. Do you understand? I don't know his personal circumstances, but from the outside, it just looks like a bad attitude, man. You know? Get your right back position, make it your own. Anyway, listen, just moving it on, um, just swiftly, guys. I think we'll go for the last couple of minutes. We'll finish up on uh, the left back position. We'll touch on the attack quickly, um, and then we'll go into any other business. Anthony, um, left back position. Are we blessed? Uh, we've only got one left back, really. I know they say Saka can fill in, but it's like we're playing him as a midfielder now, aren't we? And I feel like he's you played know, all over the gaff, to be fair. Yeah. So, Tierney keep. Are we casting Saka as a left wing back or left wing back? Is keep him? Yeah. I don't know. If not, then we've only got one left back, and that's a bit of a problem. Well, Colasinic. You've got Colasinic still there. Oh, I forgot. I, forgot. I would have cashed him on it. He could go, no? <laughs> he can go, yeah. He can bounce. He's a nice guy. He's, he's, you know, he's a soldier, what he did for Erzul. <laughs> the sad thing is. The sad thing is, he is one of the only players in our team that has that imposing physical presence. Excuse me, mm. imposing physical presence that you need in a Premier League team. But, yeah, he's a bit of a headless chicken, let's be honest. Um, Richie, just quickly on the left-back position, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I would um, I'll definitely keep Tierney. Obviously, because of injuries, we haven't seen the, the best of him. Um, so that's cashing on him. He's on high wages. Bank manager. <laughs> no, 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 he's on 140 grand, yeah. You know, you're pretty rich from now on, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he's on 140 grand. Obviously, he came on a free, but yeah, we just need to get rid. And I would most probably try and promote. I don't know if we've got anybody coming through, but I've tried to promote somebody um, from the youth team or the under 20 mm-hmm. try and bring them in as an understudy to Tierney. I wouldn't. I, I don't want Saka playing left back. Yeah, he, he filled in, but I, I want him playing. In, he's more effective in them forward positions. If we're maybe playing, if he's playing left wing back, that's all right. But I don't want him as like a, a left back. I want him playing as a, a left winger or a left wing wing back. What, so, over Pepe? Huh? Over Pepe? Is no, no, no. Left oh, wing. if we change formation, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Because uh, obviously, if he's playing, if you're playing three at the back, he can play as a left wing back. And then obviously, if he's, if we're playing what four three three, he can play as one of the the forward three positions. So mm-hmm. something like that. But I, I want Saka further up the field. I think he's got good, like he's got a uh, good end products. I just don't. I think he needs to be playing in in the forward positions. Mm-hmm. So I'd bring in from the youth team. Or get somebody on a free, but I wouldn't go out. I think left back we can just about get away with. I think right back has been more of a problem for us. Mm. Okay, okay. You know what I was going to say, just on the point you made around um, promoting players into the first team in the left back position. I know they've got Zach Medley, who who comes as something of a centre back slash kind of left back, and he's been training with the first team of recent. So that might be someone that might be a shout, to be fair. Um, 
But yeah, I do like that shout about Richie Rich, man. I think that's going to be your tagline from now on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run with that, definitely. Definitely, definitely. But you know what? Something that just occurred to me when you were, um, you were talking uh, about Saka in particular, and it kind of brings us into a natural progression into the midfield. Um, in the last show, we were talking about Martinelli and the fact that he hasn't yeah. been getting into the squad. And I hear now that he's injured, yeah. um, which is frustrating and probably out for the season, which is very, very frustrating. But could could it be that the reason we weren't getting to see Martinelli is because we were getting to see Saka? Don't they play in a, a similar area in the pitch? Aren't they most effective in the, in the same areas in the pitch? You know, that left-hand side, attacking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, Saka more with the delivery, Martinelli yeah. more with the dribble. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I would go with, for that left-hand side and left forward, I would definitely go with um, Saka and Martinelli just battling it out for that left-hand side. Mm. So, rotating between the two of them and then obviously, if I don't know who's going to be the main striker, uh, I think uh, Martinelli should be a backup to the striker as well. Mm. I, I would, anyway, we haven't got to striker, but <laughs> let's just stay on the left wingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what we're saying now, this is my, pro- this is my problem, by the way, with Arsenal at the moment, yeah. Are we are we saying that we want a like a left forward striker, or are we saying we want a left winger in that three position? Because that's that's where I feel like as Arsenal, go on, we are confused a bit. So, I mean, so for I example, think it's simple, Anthony. Sorry, I think it's really simple. I think we've been trying to play a striker at left wing, and mm-hmm. just because he is an elite mover and elite finisher, he's been mm-hmm. making it work. But he doesn't have the attributes to be a left winger. We need no. two dynamic, devastating wingers. Yeah, Either side. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. see the, the most effective teams. Like the old mm. total football. Yeah? 4 3 yeah. 3. You have two devastating wide forwards. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? One that can go on the outside, one that might cut, cut in. However, you mm. do, if you look at City and you look at they top load their wing positions. And that shows you mm. where they think the devastation comes from. It's true. No? And you, you just true. have your fox in the box, Aguero or Jesus, to just come and That's tap it. in anything that slips to them, you know? So do you, think we should say, do you think Martinelli's that answer on the left then? Is he that answer? I, so think I, Martinelli, I know he can score goals, but assisting, I wouldn't really trust him in that position. I think, give that Martinelli, ball in minute. I think mm. Martinelli does the job that it will be used to do for us, which is grab the ball from the middle third and drive mm. players into the final third. Don't worry about passing it in there. Yeah, yeah. That's what it will be used to do for us. I, I, I don't know if you remember. It wasn't effective in terms of end product, but in terms of mm. carrying that ball into the final third, comfy. Yeah. And mm. Martinelli's got devastation with it. He can jink yeah. and finish, you know? Mm. That's why I think, for me, Martinelli is the ideal. But, horses for courses. Mm. If you've got a really elite finisher, like we do in mm. Damiang, then you, you might have mm. a sucker just whipping those balls in, you know? Why did you roll your eyes? Something I do, brother. Don't, don't, don't pick me out. <laughs> Make me out in the video as well. Come on. <laughs> uh, now, let's go into um, let's go into the striking position. Um, how we fit, man? How are we feeling about that? On paper, we, we should be nice, Richie, no? We should be absolutely nice. Lacazette, Aubameyang, the amount of goals they've scored. On paper, you would say... Even the first season under Emery, I think, it, w- it seemed like I didn't think the two playing together was the best thing. But 
playing one of them and even having Lacazette as a second, like the second, like a, play, a, a striker that could come off the bench. It was a good thing. But now you can see that we just don't, basically, you, you can see with Lacazette especially, there's not enough mobility up front. He's, he's just not fast enough. And it's, it's like, at the moment, he's not holding the ball up. So it's like, what is he really doing? And he's not scoring. So that whole name, lack of threat, comes up. I did. I thought. I felt like he was. When he gets into the box, he would just blast it in. But now it's that you're not seeing, like his attributes attributes coming through. So for me, I'm not going to say it again. But he's somebody I would. I would most probably move on. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what, Richie, just aware of, of, of our time schedule and we're just due for a quick break before we come and do the last five. Um, right. And if you guys got more time, maybe we'll squeeze a, a little bit extra time out of you as well. I really appreciate right. you guys giving your time um, and we'll meet on the other side. back on the other side and you are listening to the typical Arsenal gang um, we've just come back from the last break and we are waiting for the guys to come back in we have got Anthony aka Tactics who's just loading back up and we have got the newly named Richie Rich who should be coming up any second now we're just waiting for him to come through um, and we are just discussing Anthony the centre forward position, so maybe it's a perfect time to bring you in as we wait for Richie Rich to come back. Um, how are you feeling about it? Like I said on paper, it looks a sick combination. I think we don't play four four two. We play four three three or four two. I don't know. We don't play with two strikers there. So one of them, you know, they, we need to get rid of one of them. We need to get rid of one of them. I would, you know. I like Lacazette. I would probably move Lacazette along and I'd keep Aubameyang if he wants to stay mm-hmm. and then play him as a striker. Forget about the left. Forget about the right. Just just forget about it. Just forget mm-hmm. about it. Just play him as a striker. That's all we have to do. Just play him as a striker. Get people who are going to whip the ball into him or, you know, are comfortable doing, you know, just get the ball into him and he's going to score. If you get the ball into him in those positions, mm-hmm. he's definitely going to score. And that's yeah. what we're not doing. Like, we're not getting him to ball where he needs it. You know, there's no point in giving it to him in um, halfway up the pitch yeah. and expecting him to run down. He's not an Henri. Yeah. I know we want him to be the Henri, but he's not that. <laughs> he's definitely not that. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's not going to... do. He, but if you play the ball behind the defenders, he can latch onto it and then, you know, make... But who's that person giving that deadly ball? But, I was just about to say, it brings us back to our conversation uh, when we were analysing the midfield. The midfield is just not fit to do any of that. And it's, it's, it's mismanagement of resources, if you're being honest. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's mismanagement of resources. You've got one of the most elite strikers in, in stats-wise, yeah? Stats-wise. Let's, yeah. let's forget about what he produces and what he's yeah. able to do. Stats-wise, he's one of the best. Yeah. But yet, we haven't got a midfield that can take advantage of it, you know? Frustrating. But anyway, you're talking about the centre-forward options. Richie, welcome back, mate. Um, right, guys. Yeah, we're just, again, we're focusing on the centre-forward position. Anthony, you, you, you're talking about lack of threat, I think. Is that what we're going on to? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said he needs, I, I think he needs to go. But if, I think if we played him as a, 
as a striker that plays week in and week out, and Obama Young went, and we were getting him balls, like wingers, who he knows that he can't come in, um, he can't come back to get the ball, that he not, he trusts them to bring the ball up to him, through to him, and he just needs to hang around that um, uh, last third of the pitch. Yeah, I don't. I think he might be able to get his confidence back and score goals. Do you know what I mean, he can press well. He can really press. He knows how to press from from the top. But when he comes back into like the middle to collect the ball and then try and run back into the third, he ain't got the legs for that. Do you know what I mean? He ain't. He's, he's not mobile enough, agile enough to do stuff like like how Mane does it or Salah does it yeah. or someone like that. that I, I, that's what I think. Um, let me just bring Richie in quickly. He looked. He looked like he wanted to make a point there. Richie, feel free, man. Yeah, with Lacazette, I do like him. But what I'm just saying is, his numbers don't lie. He hasn't. He hasn't had a 20 goal this season. And I, the, the problem is losing Aubameyang. We're just not gonna get. I just don't see Lacazette getting those 20 goals a season. Mm. And, and in his best season with Arsenal, I think he scored like 13 or 14 Premier League goals. So it's like, I do understand basically getting those wingers to play. The, he, him focusing on being in, in the box, being like the fox in the box mm. and wingers supplying him with the ammunition, basically. But at the moment, we're not playing like that. So he's not really suiting our game. I don't know, with coaching and maybe if we... That kind of style, maybe he, he we might be able to get the best out of him again. But at this moment of time, I just can't see him getting 20 goals a season for Arsenal. Do you know my problem with, um, well, not even a problem. I think the issue we have at Arsenal is not our strikers. Uh, if I'm honest with you, I think Lacazette at a different team would bang goals. Yeah. I'll be frank yeah. with you. I think there is something in the air at Arsenal that drags players down to, to the common denominator, which is just below the standard, you know? Um, I look at Lacazette and I think if he had a fully functioning team behind him that was able to attack and defend with balance, get balls into the box on a regular basis with some type of accuracy, with width, he would score goals. Mm. If you oh, see some yeah. of his close, look at some of his best goals for Arsenal, and realise that he is a yeah. much better technician than Aubameyang. Yeah. A year, two years okay. ago, you asked okay. me who's the player that I prefer, I'd say to you Lacazette. But when yeah. you look at the goal ratio, and this is why I said stats-wise, he's one of the most elite, Anthony. This is why I said to you, isn't it? Yeah. Stats-wise. But when you when you look at it when you're eye, yeah, yeah. you can see Aubameyang's not a dribbler. Mm-hmm. Whereas at least Lacazette's got that close control. But bringing it back mm-hmm. to my point, bringing it back, guys, without going too far, Neither Lacazette or Aubameyang have the right team behind them to get the best out of what they do. Yeah. Would you agree? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No? yeah. Anthony, yeah. should I bring you in on that? Bring you in? How do you feel about that That kind of, that thought pattern? Yeah, I agree, man. Because, like, I think to myself, who's, who's, who in the team is going to slip them that pass or give them that assist consistently? Who do you know that, oh my gosh, He's about to play a wicked passing, or he's going to do something deceptively, and we're going to—he's got to give them that chance or that angle to score. And I know you lot don't. Özil, except Özil, who's going to? I'm not going to say that. Except Özil and Saka, Saka can. Why are you not laughing at us? <laughs> anyway, except Özil, yeah. 
Who's, who's I just really messaged you Mesut Ozil three years ago, innit? That's, oh, that's, that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Okay, we haven't got a... Let's, let's, let's put this in. We haven't got a, a second Ozil in the team, yeah? Mm. To be able to do that kind of stuff. We have Saka, mm. who can definitely whip that ball in. He's definitely dangerous at whipping that ball in. So, except them two, I don't really know where that assist is going to come. Yeah. Pepe's good, but I don't know about him giving those assists. Sometimes he does one or two through balls, but he's more of a... What do you call it? Devastating player. That's yeah. What he is. I mean, yeah. But who's going to really What I will say, he will get assists because I don't know if you've clocked his dead ball delivery is yeah. very, very, oh, very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. So he'll get assists that way. Um, and he, like you say, he's a devastating player. He, what he brings to the, the game is more than just goals and assists. You know, mm. breaking on on the counter is his game. Um, I guess that brings us nicely over to the, the right hand side. And our options over there. It's pretty much Reese Nelson and Monsieur Pepe. Um, Richie, how do you, you assess our, our options over there? Right hand side, I'm not too worried. So, um, Pepe, first season, I, I can't complain. I know a lot of people, are not, a lot of people have been giving him stick, but it's his first season. You've got to think about with Pepe, he's been in and out of the team. Mm-hmm. Just like we're talking about um, Aubameyang and Lacazette, we're not playing to Pepe's strengths. Yeah. So, I feel like he's always coming back to collect it. Then he's having to dribble against the player where he should be running in behind the player. You know what I mean? So, it's like with the Walcott, Walcott wasn't good at dribbling. Mm. But when you play the ball in behind, then he had to run and then play that pass or finish. He didn't have too much to think about. So, it was easier. But mm. we're not playing them balls for, what's it called again? We're not playing those balls for Pepe. Pepe. So he's not effective. And I, I would say there's no cohesion on the right-hand side as well. Because with Pepe, if, you, if you've never seen the full-back coming and, and supporting, mm. it's, it's, mm. it feels like it's always Pepe by himself. You know what I mean? So I think we need to get more cohesion on that right-hand side in terms of full-back and, and the forward player, which is Pepe. And I feel he needs, we need to get him doing what he was doing for Lille. But obviously with Lille, they were more of a counter-attacking team. So he was effective. So it's kind of systems as well. So I'm not worried about Pepper. I feel he will come good. He's still learning the league. So based on this season, I think he's going to learn what he needs to do to be more effective in the league. And moving on to Reese Nelson. Mm. Pretty much so. Obviously, he had that loan period at Hoffenheim. Um, he was all right. He scored seven goals. He's he, when when he's been in the team, he's done some good things. Then he could be very frustrating. But mm. another one, he, we we should try and persist with him. We've got to try and bring some of some of these um, academy players through. So I would give him a chance. He's somebody I think we could sell, but I think he's somebody we should persist with. And maybe a year or two, if he doesn't cut it, then maybe try and move him on. But for this moment in time, I think the right-hand side were well-stocked. Okay. No, I, listen, I, I tend to agree in regards to the profile of player um, that we've got on the right-hand side. I just don't think it functions well in the system that we're using at the moment. And maybe, Anthony, I'll, I'll bring you in. Um, you had a thought on a player in yeah, particular. Yeah, I forgot about him, actually. Emil Smith-Rowe? Mm. He- he wasn't 
playing too badly before we shipped him out on loan uh, beginning of January. And he's maybe done well on loan as well. Has he? All accounts, yeah, he's done very well on loan. I think, it, where is he? Is he? Is it Huddlesfield, I think? Oh, you said yeah. he went to Huddlesfield. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm sorry, he is that player, but he's a bit young, that next person that will stick the passing and make mm. the and he, and, he, mm. and he likes to drive as well and press, but he's young. But he, if you're good enough, you're old enough, isn't that what they say sometimes? Yeah, right? and you'd play him in that number 10 position, you think? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Richie, what do you reckon? Sorry to interrupt, Anthony. Uh, Richie, what do you reckon on uh, your man, Emil Smith-Rowe? I see him, yeah, I see him as... He, when I look at his playing style, it reminds me a little bit of Ramsey. I could see he can make them runs. I'm not sure carrying the ball and playing in that number 10. I'm not sure if that, that's his best position. No. But I, he's another one. I, I could see him getting goals like Ramsey. So he's somebody, he hasn't really had a chance at Arsenal. You know what I mean? He hasn't been in the first team. He's maybe played a couple of Carling Cup um, and games in Europe that don't really matter. But he hasn't had, obviously, like with Willock, he got a chance under Emery. Mm. You know what I mean? Saka's now had some playing time under Arteta yeah. and some of these other managers. So I think with Smith Rowe, we need to give him a bit of a chance as well. Yeah, so you know, I, I, well, I will pick you up on Richie because I'm sure earlier on you was talking about Evan Mill Smith Rowe being shipped out, innit? So I got to pull you up yeah, on no, that I one, innit? I know what he said. <laughs> you know what he said. But, Do you know what? But, I did say but, that. But, oh. yeah, but what I will say is that I was asking for names and I put him on the spot, Anthony, before you go okay. and kill him, yeah? No, no, no. Do you know why? Go on. Call because he hasn't actually had a chance in the Premier League. Okay. So I say that he's, he's, he's not going to make it out Arsenal because he hasn't had that chance, a consistent run like some of these other players. Yeah. So, initially I said I don't think he's going to make it, but on, in all fairness, I haven't seen him play in the Premier League. Okay. So, on that basis, I would say to give him at least a season yeah. and then see, go from there. Maybe I'm, I'm a bit biased because whenever as you, as you all know, I'm, co I'm a coach, so whenever yeah. I'm building a team, the first thing I'm looking at is my creative player, the creative hub. And really? Yeah, of course. I always look, I'm looking at that player that is going to be the, the, the joker in the box, the guy that can slip the ball, the guy that can score the wonder goal, the guy that makes the team tick. Yeah, I'm yeah. always looking for that player. Yeah. Um, and I look at El Emil Smith-Rowe and I see he has those attributes. I just, it's, you know, like with FIFA, you have the, the rating from zero to 99. I know he's yeah. got the attributes, but I don't know if he's got the attributes to hit the 80s and the 90s, if that makes sense. I don't know if he's got it like yeah. that, but I like the profile of the player, if you like, you know? And I think he could be effective in that position if he reaches his full potential. And to be fair, I thought out of the, um, the youth products that, had, that were coming through, he was probably the one that I was going to pick before Saka came through and kind of done what he did, you know? And before Willock had a really good bloody, um, what do you call it, uh, beginning yeah. of the season and uh, pre-season, if you like. Um, so, guys, listen, we're, we're fast approaching the end of the, the show. Um, and we're getting to that point where we start to talk about uh, predictions from yourself, Richie, because I think I got a prediction from you already, Anthony, didn't I, in the last show in regards to Southampton. Is that oh, correct? Yeah. It's right, wasn't it? 
and I'm wrong. Oh, I'm yes, wrong. you were on the previous show, that. of course. So we'll I'm get your prediction wrong. as well, Anthony. Don't worry. Was your prediction correct from the, no. the, the, the you, said, game? you said we'll concede, and we did too. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, but before we get into predictions, guys, any other business, anything that's that's kind of pricked your interest, any um, transfer links that you've heard of that's kind of pricked your interest? Obviously, we had those two bits of information, um, bits of info about Cedric Suarez and David Luiz break live on the show. Um, anything else that's that's kind of grabbed you? I've got one or two bits that I want to mention, but I thought I'd pass it to maybe who are we with? Maybe Anthony. I'll pass it to you firstly. Um, um, anything out there? I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, the thing you know, like with other teams, like the Chelsea and um, what's that striker, Werner, Werner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Werner. Yeah, like that. That was a rumor, and it comes to pass. With our rumors, they don't come to pass. So I just don't say anything until I see it on the Arsenal website. Because yeah, yeah, it, we don't have to do business in it. Well, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> uh, not applicable for, for that section of Anthony. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> Richie, anything out there touching you? Anything about the Arsenal? Yeah, obviously, you've got the, the part, part A one that uh, keeps on persisting and doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you've got the upper Boncano links yeah. as well. That would be two good players for the, the, the spine of the team. So obviously, but I, I, obviously, we don't know with the whole Corona thing if teams are really going to spend. So it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one. But in regards to Abanyang's contract situation, yeah. uh, like I think it's it's better to get some money rather than no money. Like I, I just, I, I just I, I, no 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 Richie no. Rich manager. <laughs> no no no. Honestly, because. I don't know if you've seen Aubameyang's body language in the last few games. It, 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 it's not good, man. No. It, 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 you've got that feeling they don't really want to be there. Would you, you know what I mean? Would you? No, 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 Arsenal are a mess at the moment. Mm. But I feel like we have to literally start again. I wouldn't even give him a 350. I, I, it's just like giving Ozil a contract. And he might do it for a season. I feel we just get what we can. Start again and just just build. That's the best way I can see. Okay, I think I tend to agree in terms of selling Abamyang. Um, if you look at the profile in terms of Lacazette, he's got a couple of years on him as well. As much yeah. as he's not producing, if you're talking yeah. about sensible squad building, Abamyang yeah. needs to be sold realistically. Um, yeah. But that's the position we've put ourselves in where we we're desperate to keep him. And um, in regards to any other business, my end. I think the elephant in the room that people have kind of fell asleep on is Saka's contract renewal. Um, yeah. I think that's a major, major issue that maybe is not getting the headlines. But um, if you see Saka pop up at, at, at Dortmund, don't be surprised because that's the type of team that will snap up a young player like that. I promise you. They did it with Jaden Sancho, got him on the free, yeah. see what they've done with him. You see what they did with Haaland. You see what he's doing now and what he's producing. So I'm sure they the offer they could offer Saka would be amazing. Not saying that I've heard anything in particular, but I did hear yeah. a rumor, you know. So let's just let's keep an eye on that one. Hopefully not. Saka's looking like one of the brightest stars in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to finish off before we go to predictions, boys, I promised that we would do it. Ozil watch every week, every <laughs> podcast without fail, every kick of the ball, every assist. 
every goal, we're going to celebrate it right here on the typical Arsenal show. Um, <laughs> so as it stands, we are at 23.06.2020. It's 22.38. And Ozil, I think, is playing uh, Fortnite. Um, and <laughs> that is literally our update for this week. <laughs> he hasn't kicked a ball. He hasn't scored a goal. Zero assists, as per... Thank you, Mr. Ozil. Anyway, guys, yeah, but he hasn't played got... a game, though. He hasn't played a game. Three hundred and fifty k. This is my point, Anthony. You're getting it now, isn't it? You fell into the trap. Three hundred and fifty k. You're doing nothing but training two, three times a week. That's not his fault. That is, it's squarely his fault. It's squarely his fault. He's not producing. Huh? I'm sure he's ready to play. No, I think the problem is, Anthony, the hence why he's not in the squad is that he's not ready to play. If he was ready, the quality of player that he is, he would be playing. Oh. I think we can all agree that we agree yeah. with that, no? Anyway, listen, Ozil Watch, that's that's <laughs> that's enough episode down and done and dusted. We've got him. We've got him again. Um now let's just move on to predictions. Um on a more serious note, guys. Uh, we've got Southampton. I think we've got Southampton away furthermore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this would be the third of four um, on the road. Um, listen, Southampton, we, we spoke about boogie clubs earlier on, Richie. Yeah. Southampton have killed us. I remember one on New Year's Day. Boogie team, mate. They love to smack our bottoms. They love to pull our trousers down and smack our bottoms. <laughs> Teach us a lesson. <laughs> um, I guess I'll stick with you, Richie, man. Where do you think this is going? They're in good form as well, say, just to throw it out. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that um, it's going to be 2 1 to Southampton. I think we've only got a poor um, record against them away from home. I could, I can't, I, I can see us conceding. We might score one, but most probably 2 1 to Southampton. Okay. All right. I, I, I can, that's a realistic score, let's be honest. Um, Anthony. I think it'll be um, three one Arsenal. I think I know they're our boogie team, but what we do is when we think, you know, every, things can't get any worse, we give we always give us a little bit of hope. We always give our fans a little bit of hope, and we'll win this game and then lose the next game. That's what I think. Right? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sit on the fence and go in the middle. Um, I'm gonna go for a two two draw. Um, I think we're either going to concede early or we're going to concede late um, and get an equaliser late or concede a goal late. I, I can't see us winning this game. I can see us having a reaction. I can, I can see Arteta being sickened by what he's seen in the last two days and trying to really rally these boys to get them going because we need the points, let's be honest. But I, I can see the same frailties coming again away from home. Even without the fans, we're frail away from home. So... I, I can only see a 2-2 draw. Um, boys, listen, um, I really appreciate you you coming and spending your time with us today. Um, hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we're we're going to definitely be doing a, a couple more shows in the next couple of weeks as well. Loads of games to come up. Um, I guess it's, it's, it's left for me to say up the Arsenal. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Richie. And hopefully we'll see you again. This is the typical Arsenal show. And hopefully we'll see you again for Southampton versus Arsenal. Cheers. Bye. See you there, guys.